Hey, this is Bobby. And this is Jared, again, the call-in guest. <laughs> That's what we do. So um, hopefully, yeah. we'll be, hopefully we'll be back together soon. We can we can sit across the table and talk about the things. But um, hey, let's go ahead and just get into this because uh, this is going to be our Friday episode. I'm um, for episode nine where we um, putting this out on Friday. Um, I believe it'll be Friday. Got to make sure on the date here. Yeah, yeah Friday the twenty fifth. It should be coming out. Um, you know, you okay. episode eight. Has already been released, and people are going to be hearing, or if they haven't already heard, they will be hearing about the conversation around the Gillette commercial. And now we are on to the next, <laughs> the next issue that was big um, that popped up in these past couple of days that has been um, pretty huge, uh, causing a lot of stir. Um, the yeah. Native American and MAGA teens. <laughs> that's that's uh, I feel yeah. like the. Which, uh, by the way, I, I feel like even though this is coming out on the in January twenty fifth, uh, you know this this is like uh, probably what five or six days after this whole thing like was big on the internet. So I would imagine that people have forgotten about it by now. <laughs> so Maybe. we're gonna have to do a fair amount. You think? I think we're gonna. I think we'll have moved on to the uh, next uh, media dumpster fire that's inevitably going to happen this week. Yeah. So, but but I will say this: there's plenty uh, for us that's that's worthwhile to talk about today. Yeah, I think that um, again, it's one of those the, the conversation. I think that um, that we're gonna have is not whether or not what was going on is okay, or we're not gonna discuss really that. We're gonna talk about that issue. Yeah. We're gonna talk about what happened. But our main thing today that we want to talk about in this in this issue is in how it was handled, right? Um, yeah. Because I don't think that's going to be addressed enough, honestly. I think that there's going to be a lot of fake news yeah. comments. There's going to be a lot of those fake news comments. There's going to be a lot of the um, see this is this is what the the liberals do. They they blow things up and then they they you know and then it makes us all look bad and then it, you know then the, the liberals are going to say oh this is what the um, the right wing Republican people do is they they try to hide all their issues and sweep them under the rug or they try to make themselves look like the yeah. victim and and I'm not going to go ahead and talk about who's the victim and who's not the victim okay because because there's plenty of videos that been popping that that came out that started to kind of show a different way of thinking about what happened at, in this situation. Um, I don't like I'm. I'll be honest. I still lean towards supporting the Native American man, um, Phillips. I believe was his last name. Um, however, I also feel like there were things that were um, that were shown early on that painted a very negative picture of that young man who was standing in the way. Um, now, of course, the big picture that we saw was that there were altercation or words being thrown back and forth between those teenagers and um, another uh, group of of people. Um, I can't remember exactly what group they they were. Um, uh, they were called. I've read it a few times. They were called the Black Israelites. Okay, so the Black Israelites, um, the Black Israelite group was kind of yelling some derogatory terms towards the teenagers. Teenagers yelling things back, but then they started saying chants from their school to kind of drown out the negative comments that were being made. Um, and then um, Phillips um, came. Um, he was a, he's a leader of his tribe. He is a, a, a Vietnam veteran. He was a, a march for indigenous people. 
and he was yeah. he was um, beating his drum and he was singing his songs and and he was making his way to the Lincoln Memorial. And all the videos that we saw in the very beginning were just a boy standing with his Make America Great Again hat and then Phillips banging his drum and the boy not moving and Phillips just banging his drum trying to basically, I don't know, like, and nobody really knew what was going on except for all you see is a bunch of kids yelling in the background and a young man with a smirk on his face. Then go forward and you see the young man with a smirk on his face say, look, I was smiling because I was also saying, like, I'm not, like, I'm, I want to be peaceful. I'm not trying to cause any problems. I'm not doing anything. I didn't want to move. I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel like I was blocking him. He could have gone around me. You know, he made those kind of comments. Um, he said he didn't hear any of his peers yelling, build that wall. Uh, Phillips said that he heard them yelling that. Um, you know, there were, there were words that were shared. There were things that were said that were honestly not healthy coming out of teenage boys' mouths, right? Let's just let's just say that. Um, right. And so now the question has to be asked though, right? Um, because instantly it was, look at these racist young men. And I'm not saying whether or not they are racist because I don't know them. They could be racist. They could have racial tendencies. I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that they don't. But I'm also gonna say, that it wasn't necessarily fair to paint that picture based off of that instant, that first video. Um, a lot of people jumped on it. Racist. These kids are, these kids are, um, look at them wearing their Make America Great Again hats and look how racist they are. They're, they're just Trump, little Trumpites, you know. And, and then, of course, you know, everybody just wanted to go ahead and attack this young man for standing on the steps. Now, all that stuff comes out. More comes out. People are like, well, wait a second. Maybe we didn't know the whole story. We probably shouldn't have. But And so so now I say to myself, okay, what do we – what should we be learning from this whole thing? What is what is a conversation yeah. that needs to be had? And so that's where this conversation is headed. What are, the, what are the things that we should be talking about around media, around our responses, and Ultimately around, again, it seems like our theme lately has been what are we teaching our young people, right? What are we teaching our young people? Yeah, we keep going to that. But I, that's a big one for, for you and I. I think we probably hit every issue that way because, you know, we have kids in those formative years. But, Bobby, I appreciate you bringing this up and, and giving us that recap and that, that perspective on it because, uh, you know, we're, we're probably sitting at a point to where uh, the arc of uh, media fervor has died off and maybe we could – look at it with just a little bit of 2020 and i'll be honest i've i've thought enough about it to have uh to to learn a thing or two to have learned hey i learned a th- yeah, to have learned a thing or two and so i'm kind of curious as to as to what you've picked up and uh you know i'd like to share that as well so I'm, I'm glad you chose this as a topic yeah so um so first things first we're gonna go ahead and talk about media um so how the media responded um, I think that th- there is a point where we have to really do, we really should hold our media accountable. Um, yeah. There's a point where you know it's been going on for years, right? Before Trump, before Obama, before anything like that, the media has always used tactics of drawing attention to to situations um, in order to gain um, likes, uh, views, 
um, you know, ratings, yeah. all that stuff. They, they've used those things. Or before it. that, you know, readership and circulation. Yeah. I mean, with, I mean, it goes to like National Enquirer, right? The National Enquirer always used fake things to draw people in, and people would buy the magazine hearing about some demon devil child that was found in a cave in Scotland, right? That was living off of. Living <laughs> I, I kind of love those, though. I, uh, yeah. When I was a kid, that, that made uh, standing in the line at the grocery store a little bit more pleasant, knowing that somewhere out there, there was a bat boy. Yeah, but the thing is, like for a long time, people were believing the stories, and there's actually probably some people who still do believe these stories. And, right. and then it became like, okay, well. Okay, how do we start making this into more believable real life things? So then you start seeing f- pictures yeah. of celebrities because everybody wants to see a celebrity with cellulite, you know, or um, like, <laughs> like try to try to figure out what celebrity this is by their backside, you know, like, and then it's like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, I no, mean, I, did we ever read that? You're right, I can't believe we read that. Exactly. Yeah, I guess that gets clicks. <laughs> it gets clicks. It gets it gets the readership. People buy the magazines and. You know, we'll find out what kind of what kind of um, what kind of money was given in this divorce. What kind of, or find out more about how much money was spent on this wedding. Find out about you know what they wore to this, and and people would buy buy these magazines, and they still do to find out the gossip, to find out the details, to learn all these things about celebrities and other people. Now, yeah. you fast forward to modern day where people have access to the cell phones are. They are a necessary evil, it seems, because now with the cameras, which I still wonder why we need cameras on our phones, right? I love them. I'm not going to lie. I, I use mine, but I still do often wonder, why do I really need this? Like, but, I mean, yeah. it, because for some reason, like I just took a picture of a, of a hot dog that I just ate a little while ago because it was, it, I mean, it was a work of art. I'm not going to lie. It was an amazing thing. But then I'm also like, ah. <sighs> I've become one of those people that's taking pictures of their food to post on Instagram so that way people see the food I ate. But that's the danger, right? We've created a media storm where media knows that what they have to do, they have to be fast about it. They have to be the first one on the story. They have to be the first one to release yeah. something. And if they're wrong, well, they'll just retract some statements or they'll go ahead and rewrite something. But at least they got the likes, they got the they got the clicks, and they got people reacting and talking about them. Right. For however long. So what we saw with this is that you saw media attack this situation very quickly. And then you see people just respond with vitriol and spewing hate and, and anger, which always makes me a little bit nervous because then I start seeing people who are supposed to be like saying um, – or it cracks me up because you have people say, look at these kids speaking so much hate, so much anger, so much um, racism. And the people who are saying that are also saying these white cracker, um, you know, these honky boys that you know they're they're rednecks. They're they look at them like they don't they they're uneducated. Um, they're probably they're white tra- like. So now wait a second. You're attacking these boys with racist terminology. When you're right. and you're calling them racist while you're referring to them in racial ter- terms. You, that's right. you can't do that. Like that's 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 a bad thing. We're gonna be talking about how we react in in a, in a second, but that's what that's what the media stuff has done, is that they do these instant right. pieces. People respond. They get the likes. They get the clicks. But then when everything comes out later on, it's a well, oops. There's more detail to this. We should have been a little bit more. And then everybody's like, oh yeah, you're right. All's forgiven. 
you know, for the media. But then when, right. but we attack each other and say, "Look, Jared, you were wrong. You should you should apologize." Yeah. Well, no, you know who should apologize? The media should apologize first, and then Jared can apologize because Jared bought. You know, no, I'm not saying you. I'm just like I know you didn't, but I'm saying that. But then it gives whoever did it the opportunity to apologize because the media outlet that they bought into kind of got them to believe that this is the situation. Media yeah. outlets need to start apologizing, owning up to their false things that they share or their blown up stories. And and I feel like we, we just don't hold the media accountable as much as what we should um, in, a, in a fair way, not just saying, oh, fake news, but like really saying, come on, slow, slow down a bit. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah, I am um, – uh, oh, man, I have I have so many feelings about this, you know, uh, because, uh, like, I, I understand how much we need news media. I just don't know that it has to be a 24-hour news cycle mm. um, because, you know, the, the news media is the watchdog. It always has been, and there's – always been fake news you know and Mm -hmm. yellow journalism you know in the 1800s mudslinging i mean it's never ending i mean and uh you know there's always been this idea of you know how can we publish in order to get the effect on on society or the culture that we want um but but i think where we've really gotten into uh you know the weeds here is, is is what you're talking about where we, you know, er, you know, there are so many 24-hour news outlets uh, competing for, uh, I guess, the the, the clicks. Mm-hmm. You know, competing for the likes. Uh, which let's just, you know, uh, let's just, you know, remind ourselves that that's about advertising dollars. You know, if mm-hmm. you're getting, you know, five five million page hits a second, um, that dictates how much you can actually charge for people to advertise on your page. So we want to get the scoop and we want to get it out there. And you know, um, yeah, there's been some there's been some dirty stuff happen because you know, uh, to to be honest, I mean, there there's no way to get uh, attention on the internet faster than to create outrage or fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a friend that he, he wrote a really negative article on his. He had a he had a blog with some other guys. Uh, it was a Christian blog, um, and they were putting out things like you know about the Bible and and different stories. And then they got to a point one time where they started to criticize a a local church and a local pastor and an event that he was doing. And they wrote this really negative article, and they were really pleased that they had gotten 1,500 page hits on that article. They'd gotten some emails about that article, and uh, so they wrote something else that was, you know, kind of, mm. kind of negative, you know, toward towards towards a church and an event that they were doing. And they 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 were pleased that they got another, you know, uh, you know, you know, a thousand page hits. And and I thought. No kidding, you're getting page hits. I mean, the negative stuff is is what gets the attention. You know, yeah. if you'd written a nice story about everyone being good to each other, uh, you wouldn't have gotten any notice at all. You know, yeah. and so we're trying to get that scoop. And um, yeah, if people can sort of put this story out there, you know, uh, me this particular story, I, I looked at it on Saturday. I was sitting in a Chick Fil A 
uh, waiting for <laughs> waiting for my wife to come back from the farmer's market, <laughs> and I see this video, and I thought, well, you know, I don't know much about this video, and uh, I, you know, I saw the, the drumming and and the man's uh, the young man's uh, what appeared to be a smirk. Uh, and and the boys in the back sort of sort of dancing along, uh, making the kind of noises that you, you definitely shouldn't make when you're at a uh, you know when you're watching a, a Native American people um, you know uh, sing. And uh, and I thought, well, is this really what I think it is? I'm gonna hold off here. I'm gonna wait 24 hours, and I'm gonna see if anything else comes to light. 24 hours later, it appeared to have gotten worse. And I thought, oh my gosh. It really is what it appears to be, you know. Yeah. Like I was really sucked in. I thought, how could, how could they be making fun of of, of the guy, you know, uh, Mr. Phillips? And you know, I I, uh, I put something on Facebook, you know, sort of defending him. And, uh, and you know, I was way after the fact, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was pulled in on it, and even waiting 24 hours to see if more information would come. Well, I guess more information did come in 48 hours, and and uh, to be honest, I'm not sure everyone's exonerated <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know i'm not even sure what happened there are so many um there are more hours of video on this than i think any other news story this week and that's just because like you said everybody's got a cell phone camera now yeah we had everything we had everything uh from this uh instant incident except for like a drone video right yeah and that's because i think those are illegal to fly around on the national mall so. right now so so again, media blew it up really fast, and we need to hold them accountable for that. But we also have limited power in regards to media, really. I mean, like, because everybody's going to watch something, everybody's going to click on something. So ultimately, this has come to our second point. It's how we react, right? It is. You right. you reacted very well. You held off. You waited. To respond, and then it seemed like everything was out, and so you responded. That's fair. Um, I saw some people share it instantly. Again, using words like, look at these racist kids. Um, look at this situation. This is a you know a bunch of bunch of kids are being brainwashed to believe that Trump is you know n- number one, and and all this stuff, right? And and. Now, again, they're wearing Make America Great Again hats, so that's assuming that, that kind of shows that they are Trump supporters, right, for the most part. Um, I saw some articles or some people pointing, look at all this this whole, this all-white class. Um, I saw I saw a couple yeah. of African-American boys that were a part, of the, a part of the crew, too, dancing in the background. So it's not an all-white group. Um, you know, it, it's – there was a lot of stuff just kind of being spewed. And people just wanted to jump on it so fast. And without even thinking or waiting, they began to attack a teenage boy. I don't know how old he is, but he's obviously – I think I think they said he was a sophomore, but I could be wrong. Right? Yeah. Um, again, like a high school kid. Again, he's high school. I did a lot of stupid stuff in high school. I, I – like – I probably like I'm not gonna lie. I probably would have not not blocked a Native American man from doing that thing, or stood in front of him making faces. But I'm sure that I probably would have done some. I know that I would have done some things where I, I mocked people. You know, like I made fun of people. I wasn't the I wasn't the greatest kid in the world. Why? Because I wasn't thinking all the time. I'm like, I was thinking I'm gonna make my friends laugh. 
I don't care if it hurts somebody else's feelings. I don't care if I'm doing something. Like, my friends are laughing at me. I'm getting a rise out of them. I'm getting, like, it's kind of making me look popular in a sense. It's giving me a little bit of a, um, it's that endorphin rush thing that we get from getting likes on our cell phones, right? This kid was getting his friends, his 200 friends around him, cheering him on for standing in front of this guy and, and smiling, right? Um, some will say smirking. I think I said smirking earlier. I'm going to correct myself. He was kind of smiling a little bit, looked a little bit, um, little bit smirkish, you know, but whatever um but he I'm, might have he might have i'm not making excuses for him because you know if i were him i would have gotten out of the way i wouldn't have been a, that close to any performer you know yeah. i'm a theater guy i know you don't do that right yeah. uh, but uh, but uh i i uh he you know he might have resting smirk face <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'm not i'm yeah. not ex, i'm not uh, making an excuse i'm just saying could could be so. yeah and so the reality of it is, is that you know, for but for him though, you know, he was he was attacked, and he's a teenage boy, yeah. by grown people calling him names that's that will last. Yeah. That he even said he was receiving death threats. He's a teenage boy. Yeah. He's a teenage boy, who should never right. be feeling like his life is threatened because he was standing on a monument. He didn't say any negative words like. All the videos I saw, he was just standing there in front of the Native American man. He didn't say anything to him. He wasn't making any racial comments to him, towards him. He could have moved out of the way. He could have stopped smiling at him. He could have just turned his back and walked away and and cleared the path. So that way he could, so that way Phillips could have walked up the steps. Whatever was needed, he could have done that. But instead, he stood there. That's on that boy. But at the same time, he is a teenage boy. Adults. Adults should not be stooping to the level of threatening the life of a teenage boy over something like this, ever. Right, um, like you're not you're not excusing his behavior. You're just saying that when adults react to what a teenager does, we don't react like worse. You know, right? We don't react with with just complete vitriol and evil and just letting all the emotions come out and saying, mm. you know, do this to him, do that to him. I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do that to you. That is where the adults need to come in and just, just have some sense about it, you know, and just be, be cool. Basically what I'm saying is, you know, be cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it goes back to what we were talking about in the Gillette episode, right? We want our young people to know how to react to situations well well, when we're on the internet, we want our kids to have responsible internet usage. But then we're on yeah. the internet saying all these hateful things to each other because, again, we're all keyboard warriors, right? If I was in front of you, if some of these people who were saying these things were in front of me saying these things, it would be a totally different story. But I guarantee you right. none of those people would be in front of anybody saying those things. Why? Because they know, number one, they would probably go to jail. Number two, that they might get hit themselves, right? Because – because right. and they don't have the guts to say it to people in their to their face, but again, these are adults saying these hateful things to a teenage boy. That's wrong. Period. I don't care what that boy was doing. Now, the adults who were in charge of the situation, they should be held accountable. I think that because again, I've been I've been to chaperone on, on trips. If these kids are getting out of hand. That's on me as an adult who's supposed to be leading these kids to tell yeah. them, look. And I know that some of them said, okay, guys, back up. Okay, stop. They should have said, look, we're moving to another location. Like, because I've been to Washington, yeah. D.C. 
the, the Lincoln Memorial isn't the only location they could have stood at. They could have walked to several other places. No, there's, you're right. They could have said – There's plenty to do there. You know, they could. Right. Hey, guys, look, this this is a dangerous situation. You guys are in an altercation with these um, – uh, what are they called? Black is- Israel? Or, or, uh, I believe it's Black Israelites. Black Israelites. Yeah. Uh, and which then, we, we – yeah. And then you have – um, the Native American group that's trying to make it up the Lincoln world. How about adults? You say, look, we're going to move. Let's just move. This is it is this is yeah. pu- this is a public area. We don't own this area, but we also see that this is a a major issue. And for our kids' safety, we're going to move them somewhere else. Adults should have responded in that way. Instead, they allowed the kids to get loud and a little bit. Um, rambunctious and saying things that they shouldn't have. They, I mean, that's just a reality. So those adults should have been should be held accountable. Um, yeah. But again, to what the way we respond to media and what we see on social media, what we see on on the news, the way that we post things, we as adults need to start demonstrating what it means to be responsible and honorable with good character. And Christian adults need to be doing it even more so. The Bible is very clear. You know, when we see it in Scripture to say, um, "Be quick to listen and slow to speak," we need to be quick, quick to listen and slow to type. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. really need to. Like nowadays, we are typing way too quickly, and we are not listening enough. We are not listening to each other. We're not watching the full story. We're not letting things unfold before we respond. We just want to jump on, put our two cents in. See what kind of response we get because, again, if we get angry faces, if we get happy faces, if we get sad faces, if we get the like, the thumbs up, if we have somebody comment on it, it gives us a rush because somebody yeah. thinks what I said is worth worth responding to. Um, if that's what you're wanting, then you need to get off of social media because that's unhealthy for you. Yeah. That means you are you are in an unhealthy spot because if you are finding value in your likes – if, if that's where you're finding value, then you're missing the point, especially from a Christian perspective. But ultimately, we need to really take time to listen to each other and slow down before we respond to what's on the media, especially when we know that the media is trying to manipulate, trying to cause us to click, trying to cause us to respond, trying to cause us to watch because they want money. They want they want us to they want to get their ratings up. They're using our anger our irresponsible, irrational responses um, to raise their profit level, to, to get their attention lifted up, and they're, they're manipulating us. Yeah. And we know they do it. So instead of responding so quickly and giving them what they want, slow down, listen, and then when everything kind of comes to clear to clarity, you now can say, I'm going to respond or I'm not going to respond. It goes into the business model. Yeah. In the business in the business world, they tell people you write an email and you you don't send it for twenty four hours. If it's an email that's responding, you, oh, okay. you don't send it for twenty four hours. So it's like unless it's like a, a necessary response email, you write it out. You wait twenty four hours. You come back to it. You read it over. And if it's something that you need to, that that you can send without looking like an idiot or looking like you're causing problems, yeah, then send it. But if yeah. not, then don't do it. Do you know, <laughs> I've practiced it myself. There's times where people have said things on Facebook that I want to respond to. I'll write out my response, take a deep breath, and delete it. Because why? Yeah. I typed it out. I said what I needed to say. 
but was it going to be healthy to do it on, on social media? No. I deleted it, but I felt good though. I typed it all out. It made me feel better that I typed it all out. And then I got it off my chest that I typed it all out, but then I deleted it so it doesn't cause problems, doesn't ruin friendships, doesn't make me look like an idiot, doesn't make me look angry, doesn't cause other people to get angry. It just, because right. social media is dangerous. And as adults, we need to be more responsible. We need to slow down and relax a little bit. Yeah, there's wisdom in that. And uh, I do think that uh, a lot of it is on us and our reaction. Uh, you know, we got to always remind ourselves that, you know, um, at the end of the day, uh, news media is a consumer product. I mean, that's why there are so many and they sort of seem nowadays customized to different worldviews and, and different political views. You know, um, we are, you know, that's that's why there's there's conservative news outlets. That's why there's you know, uh, left-leaning news outlets. Um, it's because of it, 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 it's it's there to reach a certain element of the population, a certain market. You know, they're going for a certain target audience, and if you can gear the news towards that certain target audience, you know, you, you've got those followers and that loyalty. So, you know, it's sort of like they, you know, these these websites were were sort of created. Um, maybe there was a time when news was 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 out there just to say we're going to tell the truth we're going to tell the truth and we don't care how it sounds but now there's a little bit of uh we've got to spin the truth for our audience yes you know and create this consumer product i do believe that there are news sources out there uh that are just there to tell the truth but the thing is they're they're not out there um trying to be emotional you know the best news outlets honestly are the most boring you yeah. know sit down and, and read reuters it's not <laughs> going to get your emotions inflamed you know reuters is as boring as it can be and i, I think that's because reuters is out there trying to tell the truth you know yeah. sit down and, and watch a uh, bbc world news or pbs news hour it is just going to put you to sleep yeah and it's because it, it hasn't create. it's not there creating a product and, and trying to capitalize on your your fears and emotions and and you know get that clickbait it's just trying to report what happened you know right. just reporting the facts yep. it's kind of boring but really i need that more than i need somebody to uh get me scared about the end of the world you know yeah so then now that takes us to the next point our final point in this um what are we teaching our young people right um yeah so so again now to people who the way that they respond i've saw i've seen some people respond really well to this so uh people who jumped to conclusions shared their thoughts and and, and made some things yeah. happen when they saw all the more detail about it they actually came out and said um i'm sorry i got that wrong um, yeah good for them you know because yeah. retractions are actually rare you know yeah. um there are some there are some news sources that do print retractions when they're wrong and there there's some that don't even bother no and, and uh, just let it stay out there in the ether and they're like yeah we were wrong but you're gonna have to figure that out for yourself right so. and and so so again you know when we're wrong own up to it you know when you when you yeah. when you've said things that are pretty hateful and harsh towards people own up to it. Say, man, I spoke out of anger. Um, you know, I spoke out of out of. I, I used words that I should not have used, especially towards somebody of, especially somebody who's created by God, right? Because again, I'm going from a Christian's perspective. If Christians are writing yeah. hateful things towards another person, we are instantly degrading the image of God, right? Because that person, whether they're hateful or not, they're still created in the image of God. 
they've still been given the breath of life, right? God made them. Yeah. God made them. And so when we're starting to say hateful things towards another person, we are now we are now degrading the image of God by doing that. So when we we have yeah. to be thinking about what it, you know, I saw so many people. Well, look at what they're teaching this, these young men. They're they're brainwashing them. They're making them act this way. They're saying this, whatever. Okay, yes, there are people who are using um, Trump's rhetoric, um, other things, you know, political rhetoric, that kind of stuff, to to, to make these young men um, believe a certain thing. I'm not going to say what they believe is is right or wrong because honestly, I don't know fully what they believe. If they were saying build that wall, well, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know where we stand on that. Um, if they were causing calling people negative derogatory names too, okay, racism, anything yeah. like that, that, that's wrong. I haven't seen them saying anything like that personally. Um, but I, you know, for me, it's like, okay, so there's adults who are speaking that into their lives. But then when these young people, if we want them to be thinking something differently – then we need to start showing them something different. And so what we need to be teaching these young people is how do we respond well? We talked about it just in this last piece, but but how do we respond? How do we love people when they think differently? How do we um, yeah. how do we create a place where these kids can be safe and feel safe to share their point of view, to share their perspective? Because what if this young man does believe um, that this Native American man um, had no place there? What if he does believe that? What if he does have a racial, um, a, a racist uh, perspective? What if he does believe that they should build a wall? He came out and he said, "I'm a Catholic. I'm I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian Catholic. I I believe that we should love each other, and I wasn't doing this in any hateful way, spiteful way." Um, now again, you, you can look at it from whatever perspective you want to look at it, at it as. But when you're trying to teach young people how to love each other, how to care about each other, how to how to grow up in, in a in a respectful atmosphere, then we need to start learning how to use the speech that teaches people teaches our young kids respectful attitudes and and in, in, in good character and and how to how to how to disagree properly. Um, I've seen a lot of people on both sides take their politics and their views, and they've allowed them to to usurp. Um, I think I'm using that. I think I said that word correctly. Usurp um, um, yeah. their faith, the, their witness. They have allowed themselves to say, "Well, look, I'm um, offended by Trump, so I'm going to say hateful things towards Trump. I'm going to say hateful things towards all these people. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to call him an mf'er. I'm going to flip my finger off. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that." Right? I see people doing that, and look, I get the anger. I get the frustration. But if you're calling yourself a Christian, you have to remember your Christianity goes above your politics. And so now the message that you're sending yeah. has to be demonstrating your faith better. On the other side, if you're calling yourself a Christian, then you don't use terms that are derogatory towards people who don't agree with you. You don't call people libtards. Right. You don't call people um, idiots because because right. they don't agree with you politically. You don't you don't make fun of them. You you love them. You need to, we need to demonstrate love, right. and that's what our young people need to learn from us: how to speak love, even when we don't agree, even when we think differently, even if we 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 have so much anger towards somebody. You said it before, and because it's biblical, 
love your enemy, right? Um, and pray for your yeah. enemy. Pray for your enemy, right? How do we do that? And so, so for me, when I see what's yeah. going on, we need to be teaching our young people well. And and I, I'm I'm saying I have just as much frustration with this with this administration as as many others. But I also know that my role as a pastor, my role as a father, as a father, as a husband, um, yeah. and but ultimately as a as a follower of Jesus, that it has to be above my anger or my frustration or or my tension towards anybody in office or anybody who yeah. who's different than me. You got it. While you're reading that, while you were saying that, I was just thinking about this. I'll, I'll read it to you. Uh, uh, <laughs> just thought I'd quote Jesus here uh, from the New American Standard Bible, uh, Matthew five twenty-two. But I say to you, everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever says to his brother, "You good for nothing," uh, <laughs> all some translations that's raka, mm-hmm. but it means you good for nothing. Uh, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. And whoever says, you fool, shall be guilty to go into the fiery hell. Yeah. Uh, so the harsh words of Jesus there, but he's Jesus. And, uh, you know, all I could think is, man, you know, he says, uh, you know, if you say Raka, you're guilty of this. If you say fool, you're guilty of this. And, man, we could really, you know, plug in the, those disrespectful names that you just threw out there, like Libtard, you know. And uh, this is no joke, to Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, uh, you, you, you don't be disrespectful. You don't call people stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a sin that that's a sin worthy of hell. So luckily, well, not luckily, um, thankfully <laughs> we have grace. Yes. And that's, that's, that was going to actually be my final point. <laughs> so thanks for, I think we, I think we can head that way now. Um, so sure. my final, my final thought on this is, Number one, right? My final thoughts, I guess, because it's because I'm already numbering, so that means it's going to be bigger than just a thought. Um, but number one, um, realize what the media is doing. Slow it down. Don't react so quickly because they're just trying to manipulate and use our anger to earn their ratings and their money. So slow down. Sure. Be, be slow to listen. Or slow to slow to speak. Quick to listen. Slow to type. Quick to listen. Second. When we are thinking about our young people, we need to demonstrate what it means to truly live a life of good character and integrity and honor. And what that means is that we control our we control our language. We um, we don't we don't speak hate in place of hate, right? To react to hate, because yeah. um, that's that's totally counterintuitive, right? You don't speak hate to counter hate. That's Martin Luther King, right? I mean, we, we just celebrated his birthday. We can't, like he even says, hate doesn't drive out hate, right? It doesn't work out that way. Yeah. But for some reason, we keep speaking more yeah, hate it, to drive out hate. We do. And I just want to jump in here and say sometime in a future podcast, I'd like to talk with you about um, all these attempts people have of trying to fight racism with racism. Right. You know, we don't, we don't, answer, we don't answer hate with hate. It, you know, I, I forget who said it. Uh, it may have been Shane Claiborne or maybe he was courting someone, but it's this idea of we can resist evil without imitating it. Yes, yes. So um, on the, the third point is this. 
And this is the point that I want everybody to hold on to. If you if you don't hold on to anything, hold on to this. Because Jared hinted at it, but this is the final point. Grace is essential. Grace to be given to each other in our humanity, knowing that we're not perfect. Nobody's going to get it all right. Everybody's going to make mistakes. We need to give grace to each other. And, and, and what that looks like is basically forgiveness, um, respecting each other's stories, and knowing that everybody comes from different backgrounds. And so someone might say something and it's because they were raised a certain way and they might have been raised differently than you. So instead of jumping to the instant you're a racist or you're this, listen to them, know who they are, and then help shape them to understand the proper understanding of things. I've had conversations with people where they, they say oriental. I'm like, uh, probably Asian would probably be the best way to go about on that one because that's not necessarily proper. Um, or, All I can think of is Ch- John Goodman in the movie The Big Lebowski going, whoa, dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. Asian-American, <laughs> yes. please. Yes, so, exactly. I'm sorry. I, no. I I had to quote a Coen Brothers movie. I didn't know if this was the time or the place. No, it, it, it's perfect, actually. But so, so yeah. grace. But then also grace to you if you find yourself and you you heard what I just said or what Jared said, and you're saying, "Man, that's me." I've I've spoken racial things towards people. I've spoken hateful words towards people. I've I've been the one holding a sign that has a derogatory term towards a leader or towards a person of power um i've i've i have things that i've i've been doing that are not necessarily representative of my faith grace right everybody makes mistakes it is not you 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 are not any less of a christian you are not any less of a person it just means that now you grow right you learn you grow you become something better so that way our younger generation can know what it looks like to be a proper follower of jesus and a proper follower of jesus is what loving our neighbor as we love ourselves because they are made in the image of god just like us and loving god is our number one commandment loving our neighbor is just like the number one because they are made in the image of god so we need to love them just the same. So it's our, this is, that's all. That's who we need to be. So that's who we need to be teaching our young people to be like. So your final thoughts, man? That's that's a good last word. I'm just going to say ditto to that. Uh, you've done it again, Bobby. Um, and, uh, you know, um, I feel like this weekend, uh, you know, I feel like this weekend, um, you know, life gave us lemons, and I think this talk right here has turned it into a little bit of lemonade for me, so thanks a lot. Hey, that's what it's here for, right? If it, even if it doesn't help other people, at least it's helping us. <laughs> yeah. You all can listen if you want to. Yeah. By the way, if anybody actually is getting to the end of these episodes, that's great. I, <laughs> I You know what? Thank you. Yeah. I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> Bill, I'm talking to you. Rachel, talking to you right now. You know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. Michael, I'm talking to you, Michael. Thanks for listening to the end. Yeah, and I'm just going to throw out a name. I don't know anybody, but I'm just going to – and Joe. You, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Oh, Joe is the best. Joe, you know, our only iTunes review comes from Joe. Yeah, Joe. Joe, that's a good guy. It totally wasn't me making up a new username. 
Joe. Yeah. Joe Brown. That's not me. So mm, yeah. Well, hmm, that's interesting. Because because yeah. I've actually I saw one named Bo and and just B period. It was so it was kind of weird. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Bobby. Hmm. So, but it wasn't me. Like I got time to review my own podcast. Yeah. I sure, I sure don't. He was very hyply. Uh, he was very, very complimentary of me, though. I don't know why. Um, but hey, thanks. No, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, that is totally not true. Mystery but, solved. Yeah, but so, we will close out by saying this. We we are joking. We didn't. Re- we have not reviewed our own podcast. At least not that I'm aware of. But um, <laughs> right. but we do need reviews. We need you guys to to subscribe, uh, hit the stars, leave a review. Um, it only helps other people find us, and it really is encouraging to us to know that people are actually listening. So thank you for those who do. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and hopefully you've appreciated this conversation today on the Frankincense Podcast. Um, so with that though, um, I'm Bobby. I'm Jared. And we've appreciated you guys joining us. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye.